This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Rise above and be in control with today's business headlines, driven by Volvo Cars. 7.48 right now, you're listening to The Morning Run. Mel and Han here with you as we take a look at the top business stories of the day. But first, let me tell you that on The Breakfast Grill today, Chuang will be speaking to Greg Brown. He's the group CEO of Ramsey Syme Darby Healthcare. And uh, amid the multifaceted challenges in the healthcare industry, we're going to find out just how medical players are staying competitive while providing quality service hopefully and uh, more on that in on the breakfast grill coming up in about 15 minutes or so so let's uh, take a quick look again just before we dive into the local business headlines um, I'd like to continue this deep dive into the Brexit deal because you know we've had some this this is at the top I guess news that markets will be discussing today what's happened with the deal yesterday uh, Theresa so yes on Wednesday Theresa May um announced after a grueling five-hour meeting with the cabinet that she had a draft agreement for the terms of uh, the UK's exit. So the next step was to convince Parliament of her plan. But since then, we've had four ministers, including her Brexit uh, negotiator, chief Brexit negotiator, resign from her government. And they say that this is because they regard her plan to keep close to the EU rules as a betrayal of the promises that were made to voters. Yeah, so the Brexit Secretary named uh, Dominic Raab there resigned on Thursday and then he made an announcement via Twitter as well. So you had that very emotionally charged um, or emotional rather uh, cabinet meeting, that five hour long meeting that you mentioned there, Mel. There were some reports about how uh, some uh, of the cabinet ministers were teary eyed and stuff. Yeah, And then after that, uh, she then went before parliament and then had to endure like a three hour grill. Mm. Now, recently we had Saudara YB Lim Gwan Eng on the breakfast grill after an hour and we're saying, you know, hey, good job, man, because normally the grill is only half an hour. She had to endure over three hours of really tough criticisms from the, the those MPs. Granted, the stakes are higher <laughs> yeah. in that case. Chuang, <laughs> hey. Chuang is not like the, uh, uh, the, parli- the British Parliament, I'd have to say. Yeah. As, and I say that with love. Yeah. So now, moving forward, right, uh, so two things to keep an eye out for. One, and this is something we addressed with Vishnu there, whether or not... Um, Theresa May will remain as the Prime Minister. Whether the whether the government of the UK right now as it is, uh, will that uh, be changed drastically between now and, well, I mean, who knows, right? Uh, moving forward. Because come May, uh, middle of December, mid-December, the UK Parliament is set to vote based on the existing deal uh, that Theresa May has in hand, a deal that she struck with her EU counterparts. Yeah, so, you know, I mean, on the back of everything that's happened, we've seen the pound have such a volatile day in trade. I think it slid the most it has in 17 months. Um, and I, uh, it was, I think, just of, of I believe 1.27, if I'm not mistaken, well, against the, yeah. the US dollar right now. Looking at live data right yeah. now, is 1.2767 right now. So still uh, near those levels uh, well, that it, uh, um, yeah, um, compared to the, the big drop that you Yeah, mentioned. well, Vishnu said that, look, you know, in a worst case scenario, it could even hit 1.2 um, uh, or below. So that's, I guess, you know, the sterling not living up to his name, to its name, as Vishnu pointed out. As someone who's about to go to the UK in a couple of weeks, I am very happy 
happy about happy this. Uh, perhaps for the folks over there in the UK, not so happy. Now, uh, moving over to monetary policy, though, look, uh, on the back of that news, investors are now pricing out the prospect of a rate hike by the Bank of England next year. So they're saying, look, the first rate hike will only happen in February 2020. Well, first rate hike since the one we had this past August here. And that's judging by how market uh, money markets are moving right now. Mm, so let's take a quick look at, uh, very quickly at the um, scenarios. Right. So what happens now? Uh, the, the idea is that three scenarios could happen. You have a deal, you have no deal or no Brexit. So uh, looking at the no deal prospect, um, should the UK and the EU fail to agree on a deal or if this deal falls apart the last minute, then this is what's called the Brexit cliff edge uh, that would, for example, theoretically cause planes that are flying between the UK and the EU to grind to a halt not in the sky, but on the tarmac, mm. um, and uh, ports between the English Channel to be faced with new customs checks. So uh, the UK has been preparing for the prospect of this over the past few months, releasing several white papers. But uh, the idea is this could be um, a, a really uh, bad case. All right. So you've got that. And then also, so there was no deal. Mel mentioned that, mm-hmm. no deal. So the deal would essentially be what Theresa May has in hand, right? right. And that that is what, th- that deal prompted the resignation of of those two senior ministers and two junior ministers there. Uh, but then, you know, people are not happy with this deal as well, right? Because, for example, one of the things is that, well, the UK could be locked in this uh, customs union over the next two years or maybe even indefinitely. Why? Because no one can come up with a better deal. No right. one knows what's the better alternative. So, okay, you are kind of leaving but not really leaving because you're still remaining in that uh, customs uh, relationship with the EU, EU there. Yeah. yeah, so that's deal. Then there's no deal, and then there's potentially no, no Brexit. Brexit. That's right. So uh, the Prime Minister said, uh, Theresa May said that uh, in the House of Commons that her, her draft deal um, is urging uh, MPs to back the agreement or essentially risk no Brexit. So there are no plans for this no Brexit option uh, because uh, she, Theresa May is saying that her government will deliver on the vote of the British people. However, we just heard Vishnu Varathan saying that uh, if there is no deal, that this is all contingent on Theresa May staying in power, right? Yeah, and in fact, uh, just a few hours ago, you know, she's saying that she will carry on. Why? Because it is her mandate. There was that referendum back in 2016. It seems like a lifetime ago now, though. Can you imagine? <laughs> yes. We're just four months away from the hard deadline here. So she says uh, you know, she wants to make sure that she sees through that 2016 vote to uh, leave the bloc, that the Brexit happens in an orderly way. So she wants to stay put, although there has been a vote of of no confidence uh, being uh, issued out by Jacob Rees-Mogg, who's a pretty influential leader of a group of 60 uh, Tories, you know, members of her own party. Uh, they have uh, announced that he had sent a formal letter demanding a vote of no confidence in Theresa May's leadership. Yeah, as I mentioned earlier, this is going to be the biggest story that will move markets and uh, will be the talk of uh, the corporate sector as well. Um, and markets will still be keeping a close, uh, close watch on whether this deal will win the approval of Parliament. We're going to uh, now turn our attention to what's happening uh, locally in the Malaysian scene. So looking at toll. Now, it's been revealed that the total compensation paid out by the government to highway toll concessionaires 
from 1990 to 2017, that's 27 years, is, has totaled 5.1 billion ringgit. So the government pays uh, c- compensation to these concessionaires so that they don't increase the uh, toll as part of their concession agreements. Um, and it's been revealed in Dewaraya that the total amount of toll that's collected in that time since that the concessionaires have been operating up till last year has been about 74 billion ringgit. So, yeah, so that's it's a so, lot of money. So it's 74 billion ringgit collected from tolls plus that over 5, 5 billion, billion ringgit yeah. uh, that the government has paid in compensation, right? So now these are for the 29 tolled highways in operation in Malaysia currently. So on average, uh, the cost it, uh, it, 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 that's incurred to operate these 29 highways is 1.7 billion ringgit a year. Uh, you've got the routine maintenance, about 400 million ringgit or so. Then you've got upgrades as well and uh, period other um, operating costs that comes out to about 460 million ringgit a, a year or so. Right, so all that contributes, uh, well, lends itself to the number that's uh, 383 billion ringgit. That's based on the 2010 study by Pamandu, you know, when it comes to the overall cost to re- acquire all the highways okay, in the country. Okay, so it will cost a lot of money to mm-hmm. acquire all these tolls. So the idea is if you want to keep the toll prices from going up rather than buying out these concessionaires, you have to just pay them a compensation uh, to stop prices from going up. But Han, don't you think that 29 tolled roads in in a country the size of Malaysia is way too many? I thought there would be more though. I was actually quite surprised. Like 29 only is like, seems like, really? it seems like I'm crossing more tolls than I can count really. <laughs> it so, feels like a lot, but yeah. still 29 tolled mm. roads. I mean, it's not like we're the size of America to have such, you know, so many tolled roads. So I guess uh, looking at the breakdown of where these tolls are um, and where these concessions are and when they were given. Look, this is, you know, concessionaires that were given out in the 1990s, you know, given out for 40 years, 50 years, Mm -hmm. 35 years, um, all the way up to, I think the latest one may have been uh, 2010. So, the cost of unwinding these concessions will will really come uh, at a high price tag for Putrajaya. So whether they can afford it, you know, to unwind some of these uh, contracts that were giving out, given out many years ago. Right, given out many years ago, and no prizes there for guessing who was the under whose administration it was when those concessions were being awarded. So uh, again, based on all the numbers that we have just outlined there, you compare that to you know other estimates that were mentioned prior to G14, saying that hey, Pakatan can take over uh, these tolls or abolish them. Them just to the tune of 50 billion ringgit. Well, you know, I don't know if these concessionaires are so willing to uh, give up their very lucrative concession agreements for just 50 billion ringgit, right? So therein lies the conundrum that the government of the day has when it comes to fulfilling that pledge. Um, now, one way though that's kind of interesting, and we saw this in an Edge article, um, you know, one way that perhaps toll charges can be halved in just three months is if they restructure these concessions as REITs. That, <laughs> REITs, I mean like... That's the flavour of the month. If I could come up with the, the, the word of the month for the month of November... REITs. That's right. We There's an airport REIT. Uh, there's the uh, p- potential public housing rental REIT. And then who knows? Toll REIT. Maybe well, the BFM morning run should come up with a REIT as well. I don't know what we'll pay out, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll try to figure we'll, out we'll something. Figure out, yeah. Yeah, but, but to be fair, REITs is an acronym. So technically, it's a phrase of the month. All right. Mm. So uh, let's take a look at how this REIT would work. So the idea would be uh, the government assume the debt of some of these uh, toll concessionaires and then, um, you know, take 
take over the capex and the maintenance that's required of these exp- expressways. So that all of that could cost you know somewhere around uh, five to eleven billion plus another 800 or 900 million or so for the maintenance part. Uh, but, you know, and, and there are potential targets for this, right? Yeah, so one of them being plus, I mean, because ultimately when it comes to any kind of REIT, uh, I guess highways are considered real estate. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah. So, well, when it comes to any REIT, right, it depends on the value of the assets in there. So with this one, the potential candidates listed in that article will be plus. Of course, you need plus in there, right? Uh, others might be, say, Prolintas or, you know, the concessions held by Gamuda and IGM also perhaps singled out because this has the biggest impact on urban commuters and, and we are the ones who are having to uh, well most affected but seem to be most affected by rising costs right. so uh, perhaps those are some of the potential candidates on this on this yeah reach. but I don't think we should poo poo this read I think that no. we should that that is a legitimate uh, suggestion I think you know uh, if this is one way of uh, Putrajaya to to halve uh, co- the cost of tolls and you know fulfill the uh, promise that they made before GE14. So why not, right? It's, it's a, I think it's an interesting prop, uh, proposition. Yeah, well, interesting. I mean, many of these proposals that we're hearing about right now are certainly inter- interesting or innovative. I think that's the word that's been bending about quite a bit. The Harapan coin. Yeah, all, all kinds, <laughs> right? You know, uh, P2P, yeah, and all kinds of stuff, right? But when you look at some of the details of this proposed read, well, guess what? The government has to assume the debt that these concessionaires have, right? right? So, you know, can the government's books actually uh, take on more debt there? Yeah, and also you have to come up with uh, a fair compensation, right? So what constitutes fair Mm -hmm. compensation for these debt holders and the equity holders? So I guess all the those are the kind of potential hurdles going into something like this, uh, uh, like a highway REIT. Yeah, I mean, think about it, right? So for example, uh, and just to bring it home, right? uh, The EPF owns about 49% of PLUS Highway. So... Obviously, PLUS is a big contributor to EPF and we then get that in return via our dividends. So are we as EPF members willing to uh, forego some of these uh, revenue? Mm. Question mark. Question mark there. But what's not a question mark any longer is the national housing policy. That has been approved by the cabinet some two weeks ago and uh, its main thrust is the separation of public and private housing. And the emphasis will be on renting and the formation of the Tenancy Act. Yeah, so you know, I think the government wants to promote this uh, concept called social renting. So the tenant first rents the public housing before moving into what it's called social ownership of the public housing. Then after some time, if uh, it, it becomes more affordable, then the tenant moves into private renting. Right. So um, this, according to the National Housing Department uh, Director General uh, N. Jaya Silan, saying that two out of the six agencies have decided not not to come under the Housing and Local Government Ministry include uh, Rumah Perskta, Rumah WIP, uh, that's the Federal Territory's Affordable Housing, and also UDA Holdings. So that's going to be returned to the ambit of their respective ministries. I want to uh, mention Kyrol on WhatsApp, who said that, yes, indeed, we have too many tolled roads, and yet we have to pay high tax for cars, high road tax for uh, 2.0, uh, um, I think 2.0 litres and above, and soon have to pay floated uh, price for fuel. So it makes him wonder he says. All right, we've got the uh, 9 o'clock news bulletin coming up shortly. Make sure you stay right here on BFM 89.9. Keeping you on track for peak business performance with the new Volvo XC40, the expression of innovation. Volvo, made by Sweden. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. 
BFM 89.9, The Business Station.